Hi, my name is Beth, and I am the host of the Seeking Light podcast. In a world that presents us with growth and challenges, there is tremendous light. And this podcast is a source of light through scriptural insights that I have gained through the years. Come join me as I share light in a world that can sometimes be confusing. Hey, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. It is the week after Thanksgiving, and we had a wonderful time with our family. Um, we were able to spend some time with my parents and Matt's parents and siblings, and the kids had a great time with their cousins. And I'm really grateful to be able to record this podcast. I, um, I've got to kind of tell you a little backstory, and I'll tell you why I'm get, I wanted to share this specific podcast with you. Um, I always feel like those times in my life where I'm going through something hard, or I'm struggling. Sometimes it's hard to pick up the scriptures, but a lot of times it brings me so much peace and comfort and it centers me that no matter how low I'm feeling or frustrated, I find comfort in them. And so many times when I make that extra effort, when I'm tired, when I'm really hurt or upset, if I just make the extra effort to open the scriptures, I notice that Heavenly Father provides me with a little bit of insight to my situation or what I'm experiencing, and he helps me to find an answer or get a piece of the puzzle to help me get through whatever I'm going through. And it's happened over and over again in my life. And maybe that's just um, a way that, that the Holy Ghost and our Heavenly Father communicates with me. But I feel like when I put my effort forward to open the scriptures or listen to a talk or listen to some music um, that's uplifting, I feel like I get an answer. And that happened to me during Thanksgiving week. So... Um, leading up to Thanksgiving, something that kind of sits on my mind a lot, makes me worried, makes me feel anxious, um, makes I feel depressed when I think about it, is the situation of our world. Um, I get very worried about where things are going. Um, I know that our dear prophet, President Nelson, has talked about how some of the greatest miracles will be performed uh, during this time, and I believe him. And I think the struggle that I have within my heart is that, you know, that phrase where people say you're either a lover or a fighter? Well, I feel like I'm both. I feel like I'm a lover and a fighter. I kind of feel like Tiancum from the scriptures in, in the latter books of Alma that he was a warrior and he went and snuck into the tent of Amalekiah. He's killed. He killed him with a javelin and he attempted to go do that again. And the thing that he, it said in there that he was so upset with what damage they had done for so many people's lives that he wanted to get rid of their lives. And the second time with a moron, Amaron, <laughs> uh, he got caught and they took his life. And Moroni and Lehi um, and Helaman, they were very, very sad because Tiancum was, um, he was a brave soldier. And so with the world and how things are going, 
things make me anxious. And I've talked to close friends and family and they'll be like, well, Beth, don't listen to the things you're listening to or don't watch things you're watching. The problem is, is that my personality is, is I don't want to sit around and just watch and go, good luck. I'm sorry that's happening to you. Or I'm sorry this is happening in the world. I want to do something. I want to take action. And I, the battle, this, my whole podcast, Seeking Light, came from that feeling. I spent a week in January 2021 feeling so worried about things. And I woke up on a Sunday morning with the answer, and that was this podcast. So during Thanksgiving week, some things happened in our nation and in the world that left me feeling very frustrated. I'm tired of good people being destroyed. I'm tired of evil prevailing in the worldly sense. I'm tired of children and women um, being trafficked and treated unkindly. I'm tired of what politicians and um, world leaders are trying to do to this earth. I have all these emotions about what is happening and so much of it, I feel like my hands are tied. And something happened um, the night, the day after Thanksgiving that just kind of pushed me over the edge. And nothing upsets me more than injustice. And when I see people that are lying, stealing, cheating, keep ex excelling and getting higher above the ladder and getting more and more, and I see those that are trying to do, tell the truth and live a good life and be honest and upright, getting destroyed and going farther down, that kind of pushes me to the edge. And I was sitting in the living room. I was with my sister-in-laws and my mother-in-law, and I was just sharing with them how upset I was about what I was reading in the news and what's happening and all this human trafficking. And in the last month, I've been listening to a couple men that run agencies to save children all over the world and save women all over the world that are being stolen or sold or whatever. And I'm so proud of these men and, and their families and their wives and all, all the good they're doing. And I was just sharing with all of them my pain of just watching good people be destroyed. And sorry if all of you, this is the beautiful thing. Again, I've said this before about podcasts is I'm able to kind of just share with you a bit into my heart a little bit into my brain. And I was sharing it and they were giving me great advice and they were just saying, have faith, Beth, you know, be strong, keep going, keep doing what you're doing. And for me, that just wasn't the answer at the time. I, of course, I know I need faith, but what can I do? I don't want to sit around. I don't want to keep watching this happen. I don't want to stand by and allow evil to keep um, covering the earth. I want to shine a light and I don't want it to just affect me. And just my family, I want to affect other children and women and be a voice for righteousness and goodness. I have these so many feelings inside my heart that I just want this so desperately. So anyway, I went to bed on Saturday night. I was very tired. I was trying to fight these feelings that I was experiencing. And that moment that I just talked about in the very beginning of this podcast where I could have gone to sleep because I was feeling low and sad, but I grabbed my scriptures 
and I opened them up and I began to read. And as I began to read this particular chapter in Alma, my heart began to soften and I began to hear God's voice, like in the sense of scripture reading, because when we, he communicates through us through scripture reading, I began to hear him tell me, Beth, it's going to be okay. And he kind of just answered all my fears. And so today, just shortly, I want to share with you this, these chat, this chapter and share with you how I found peace amid this frustration and anxiety and anger, anger for what is being done to children and women and good people that are trying to do good in this world. So the chapter in is in Alma 58. Now, Helaman is rehearsing this um, to Moroni. And it, oh, so I'll just go ahead and I'll share with you. It's Alma 58. And so that night, again, as I'm laying in bed, I start reading this. And I'm going to show with you as I'm going along, picking out different verses, how my heart was softened, how my prayer was answered, and how I got a little bit of peace in my heart for all the feelings I have of wanting to do something and be able to take action. Okay. So what happens is, is their next plan, Helaman, Timor, Tem, Temon, I never say his name right. Tiamner and Gid, their plan is to take now the city of Gid, of um, Manti. And that's, that's their goal. The thing that's happening though, is that they realize that the Lamanites are so big. And they say in verse one, there was no way that we could lead them out of the city by our small band. It says, therefore, we could not decoy them away from their strongholds. So the Lamanites have control of the city of Manti and Helaman, Tiamner, and Gid all know that they, with their small number of people, cannot get the Lamanites to come out of the city of Manti. And he says, they were so numerous than our army that we durst not go forth and attack them in their strongholds. Yea, it became expedient that we should employ our men in maintaining those parts of the lands which we had regained. Therefore, it became expedient that we should wait, that we might receive more strength from the land of Zarahemla and also a new supply of provisions. So what they realize is we can't go in there and take this large city uh, that the Lamanites have strongholds for. But what we need to do is we're going to have to wait. We're going to need to get more provisions, more strength from the land of Zarahemla, and we're just going to have to wait. And it came to pass that we did wait to receive provisions and strength from the land of Zarahemla. But behold, this did profit us but little, for the Lamanites were also receiving great strength from day to day, and also many provisions. Thus we our circumstances, thus were our circumstances at this period of time. And the Lamanites were selling forth, forth against us from time to time, resolving by stratagem to destroy us. Nevertheless, we could not come to battle with them because of their retreats and their strongholds. And it came to pass that we did wait in these circumstances for the space of many months, even until we were about to perish for the want of food. Okay, so how does this apply to me and what I was feeling in this first part? 
I sometimes feel like those voices of the righteous people that want to do good and save and preserve liberty and freedom and children and women and our rights, that we're a small voice. Because I feel like the small minority is louder than the majority, but they feel like they're the majority when they're not. And I felt inside my heart reading this, that Heavenly Father was saying to me, Beth, you will not be able to take these Lamanites, quote unquote, the media, the, the um, politicians, those in our community that are sending a certain message out. They're so large. I'm one person. So my small band, I am not able to overtake them. So I, as I was reading, the answer came to me just like it did for Helaman, Tiamner, and Ged. You need to wait. You need to wait. That's very hard for me because I struggle with patience. So as I was reading, the feeling came, okay, but why do I have to wait? I don't want to wait. I want to fight. I want to do something. I want to make noise. I want to be a part of something big to help and do something good. And this is what it says. And it came to pass that we did receive food, which was guarded to us by an army of 2000 men to our assistance. And it says, and now the cause of these are embarrassments or the cause why they did not send more strength unto us, we know not. So they didn't get more strength. They didn't have more people come. And they're not sure yet what's going on. And we'll find out more later. But as we read more into the chapters, but they don't know why they're not getting more strength. And in my mind, I'm like, why aren't more people speaking up? Why aren't more people forming communities and gatherings together and doing something? Why are we not sallying forth? And just like they were saying, we don't know why we haven't gotten more people. We don't know why we haven't gotten more support than we have right now. So if you go on in verse 10, it says, therefore, we did pour out our souls in prayer to God, that he would strengthen us and deliver us out of the hands of our enemies. Yea, and also give us strength that we might retain our cities and our lands and our possessions for the support of our people. Yea, and it came to pass that the Lord God did visit us with assurances that he would deliver us. Yea, insomuch that he did speak peace to our souls and grant unto us great faith and did cause that we should hope for our deliverance in him. Okay, so as I read and I learned that they had to wait because they didn't have enough military. So they had to even wait for months, it said. I personally am pouring out my heart and soul all the time in fervent prayer. I am asking God to please, please, please show me, tell me, help me, guide me. And what I loved in this verse in 10, he says that, that God would strengthen them and deliver them. And he does strengthen me. And he will deliver me from this feeling of bondage and um, fear and uncertainty. And it said in here, in verse 11, that he did speak peace to our souls and grant unto us great faith that we should have hope. So all of a sudden, I felt inside of me this peace that everything was going to be okay. So he did speak peace to my soul and that I needed to increase my faith, strengthen my faith 
And I need to have hope of the deliverance of these women and children and those that are being wrongly treated and accused. And then it says, Helaman says, and we did take courage with our small force, which we had received fixed with a determination to conquer our enemies, to maintain our lands and our possessions and our wives and our children and the cause of our liberty. So it didn't mean that they laid down and just gave up because they had this faith now and hope and they had an assurance. Um, they had peace spoken to their soul. It didn't mean that they laid down. It says that they were fixed with a determination to conquer their enemies. So I felt Heavenly Father saying to me, Beth, your desires are righteous. So I have a fixed determination to conquer my, the enemy. The enemy of all righteousness is causing all of this. Satan is wreaking havoc on this earth, and he is causing the pain and suffering of all these children and women and young boys and men. He's causing it all. And I love that it said that Helaman said, we are determined to maintain our lands, our possessions, our wives, our children, and the cause of our liberty. So I am determined. And I felt that reassurance that Beth, even though you're passionate about it, it's okay. It's okay to be determined. And then Helaman says, and thus we did go forth with our might against the Lamanites who were in the land of Manti. So they basically came up with a plan that they were going to kind of separate themselves because the Lamanites sent out spies and then Helaman said, look, we need to find out more. We need to, um, we know that we're not strong according to the numbers that we have, but we need to find out what we can do so that we don't get destroyed by them. We can go in and take the land of Manti. So they began to make preparations. And what they did is they began to secrete small numbers of men around in the wilderness. So Tiamner and he took a small group, Gid took a small group. So they just kind of broke up into smaller sections and they secreted themselves around. And then it says Helaman said that he remained with the remainder of the army in that same place where he had first pitched their tents against the time that the Lamanites should come to battle. So the Lamanites, they come out with their army. And when they're coming, they think that they're going to fall upon this small band with Helaman, Tiamner, and Gid. And, um, but as they're coming out there with great speed to take them over and to kill them, they panic because they realize that there are armies out there that are going to cut them off and destroy them. And so... They didn't leave hardly any guards in the city of Manti with the Lamanite guards. So that allowed the smaller band to go into the city of Manti and overtake it because he the Lamanites did not leave enough men in the city to guard it. So Gid and Tiamner, they take possession of the land of the strongholds that the Lamanites once had the whole city. They had complete control of it. And the Lamanites panic. Because then they're met up on another area with small numbers and they're, 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 they're not ready for it. They're not, they're not um, anticipating it. So what did this teach me about my situation? When I'm thinking that a certain way that I want to do things is a good way, sometimes I need to wait and let the spirit guide me with thoughts, feelings, impressions. 
because Helaman came up with a different plan. He created small numbers of little armies around to then go over and take over the land of Manti. And so it wasn't that they had to rush and fight against all these Lamanites. They did it very strategically. Okay. Now it came to pass that it was night and they did pitch their tents for the chief captains of the Lamanites that supposed that the Nephites were weary and supposing that they had driven their whole army. Therefore they took no thought concerning the man of the city of Manti. Now it came to pass that when it was night, I caused that my men should not sleep, but they should march forward by another way towards the land of Manti. And because of this, our march in the nighttime, behold, on the morrow, we were beyond the Lamanites insomuch that we did arrive to to the land of Manti before them. And it came to pass that, that by this strategium, we did take possession of the city of Manti without the shedding of blood. Okay. There were things that they had to do to sacrifice what they wanted to accomplish. So Helaman did not let them sleep. And sometimes in my situation of wanting to do something and wanting to help and be a force for good in the world, I have to realize that I'm going to have to sacrifice some of the pleasantries of life, some of the comfortable things of life to do that. So they had to sacrifice their sleep um, and they were weary, but in order to win and defeat the Lamanites, they had to give up something personal, which was sleep, which is a huge thing for all of us, right? And they had to keep pushing themselves so that they could take over the land of Manti. Okay, then as we go on, and those cities which had been taken by the Lamanites, all of them are at this period of time in our possession, and our fathers and our women and our children are returning to their homes, all save it be those who have been taken prisoners and carried off by the Lamanites. Behold, we trust in our God who has given us victory over these lands. We do not know the cause that the government does not grant us to us more strength. Neither do those men who came upon us know why we have not received greater strength. Behold, we do not know, but that ye are unsuccessful and ye are drawn away. You have drawn away the forces unto the quarter of the land. We do not desire to murmur. Okay. I had been struggling all week. Why, Heavenly Father, aren't you intervening? Why aren't you letting some of these people fall sick and ill? Why aren't you going in there and smiting these people dead that are doing all these horrible things to people that are doing illegal, unrighteous things? Why aren't you going in there? And I loved in here because Helaman's like, look, we don't understand why we haven't gotten more strength. We don't understand why we haven't gotten more provisions. We're not quite sure why. But we are going to trust in God and we're going to keep going and we're not going to give up. And this is what he said in verse 37. But behold, it mattereth not. We trust God will deliver us, notwithstanding the weakness of our armies, yea, and deliver us out of the hands of our enemies. And those sons of the people of Ammon, of whom I have spoken highly, are with me in the city of Manti. And the Lord has supported them and kept them from falling by the sword. But behold, they have received many wounds. Nevertheless, they stand face, face, fast in the, the liberty wherewith God has made them free. And they are strict to remember the Lord their God from day to day. Yea, they do observe to keep his statutes and his judgments and his commandments continually. And their faith is strong in the prophecies concerning that which is to come. Okay. 
I love this part because those sons, those 2060 sons that have gone to battle, not one of them died. They had a lot of wounds, but not one of them have died. And they're there in the city of Manti and they are standing fast in the liberty wherewith God has made them free. They are remembering the Lord, their God. They're observing to keep the statutes, judgments, and commandments continually. And their faith is strong in the prophecies concerning that which is to come. What that did for me is that showed me, Beth, there are going to be wounds. People are going to get hurt. Things are going to happen. But you need to stand fast in the faith. You need to keep the the covenants that you've made. You need to remember the Lord your God from day to day and observe his statutes. And it helped me muster the strength and mental fortitude to say, keep doing, keep fighting. You'll receive more information when it's time. You just need to keep giving your all. And in verse 41, it says, And now, my beloved brother Moroni, may the Lord our God, who has redeemed us and made us free, keep you continually in his presence. Yea, may he favor his people, even that ye may have success in obtaining the possessions of that which the Lamanites have taken from us, which was for our support. I love that Helaman, amidst all that they had to do and the time that they had to wait and not understanding why certain things were happening, that he called Moroni, his beloved brother, and he said, this Lord, our God, who has redeemed us and made us free. Although there are wicked things happening in this world that we live in, in our country and in other foreign countries, I'm actually reading a book by a North Korean defector right now. And that these are the kind of things I know my brain is crazy weird. And why do I enjoy these things? But I'm reading this book and it helps me to be so grateful. And this chapter in Alma, chapter 58, it was my answer to my prayer that I need to wait. I need to trust. I need to believe that peace will be spoken to my soul that things will happen, even though I don't understand it, it's not making sense to me why so much wickedness is prevailing in so many countries in our own country, why deaths are occurring, why people are suffering day in and day out in different areas. I don't understand all this, but I am going to trust in God and I'm going to keep the, the statutes and commandments of God. I'm going to stand fast in the liberty. I'm going to have faith in the prophecies about the Savior coming. And that our Heavenly Father will protect his children. And I am so thankful for the scriptures. I'm thankful that they answer my prayers, that they bring peace to my soul. Because gratefully, my sister-in-laws and my mother-in-law, they were trying to share with me words of wisdom and help me kind of get out of this funk I felt in. But what it took was a personal experience with my Heavenly Father through scripture reading that personal moment where I'm laying there reading and receiving direct guidance on how I should do this, even though this is a war chapter and this is about captains and um, leaders of military strong groups. This was an answer to Beth on how to proceed with what she's feeling and what she can do to make a difference. And I'm so thankful for that. And I love the scriptures. And as we're heading into the new year. Our study next year will be the Book of Mormon for Come Follow Me. 
And I just love the Book of Mormon. I love it. I love the scriptures. They help me so much. And I hope that you guys find your answers too as you study the scriptures. And those times where you just want to give up or not read that day or not listen to something, trust that the answer's there, that it's it's on its way, and that Heavenly Father is fully aware of how you feel. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope all of you have a wonderful day. I am so grateful that you listened to my latest podcast. Please share these episodes with your family and friends. I look forward to being with you again soon. Have a great day.